to the Authentic You podcast. I'm Gemma Sandwell, intuitive coach, TEDx speaker and energy healer. And I'm here to help you connect to your authentic best self so you can flourish in life and business and live your purpose every day. I bring you a combination of personal development tools, neuroscience, energy tips and expert speakers to help you be authentically you. Okay, hello everyone and a warm welcome to the Authentic You podcast. I am so excited about today's conversation. I've got the lovely Laura Bird here with me and for those on YouTube you can see us, so hi everyone. Um, So Laura is a transformational coach who helps women to step into their femininity, allowing them to be of their highest value and she does this through mentoring women daily and healing anything in their childhood or past lives that has stopped them from healing womanhood and I'm just going to add to that as well Laura I don't know if you know how I found you um initially so um I was having a conversation with a friend and I was going through this was about two to three years ago I was going through um what I later found out was a trauma bond relationship at the time and she said check out Laura's videos and you did a video explaining the our wounds and I think you even drew a diagram and named them like Molly and John or something <laughs> that one and it just made so much sense to me and I was like I get it I get it and yours was the first video that I actually watched where I thought I really get this now and what she's talking about in terms of the energy so so thank you so much Laura for your support on my journey and that was how I found you and then we were chatting and then um, you know, I just love your work, Laura, on on the feminine. Um, and then I asked Laura to, to come and be on the podcast today. So very warm welcome. Is there anything that you would like to add to that you would like to share to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about the work that you do? Well, to be honest, that, that, so that video that you're referring to, so that video put me on the map when it came to trauma bonds, because I think when I drew it out, and like, you know, drew the people and the energy and the wounds and how they interlink and interconnect. Mm. Suddenly everyone that was watching just went, oh, that makes sense. And I had so many comments and so many views on that video. And it's always a video that I will refer back to in, you know, when clients come to me now, like look at this video and then come back to me. And they always come back going, that makes sense. So I'm glad that you saw that because I remember doing it. I remember drawing it out and I'm glad that it helped you mm-hmm. um, because that's that's the reason I drew that diagram was that's how I see energy of people. Mm-hmm. That's how I do my work. I look at the wounds. Mm-hmm. I look at the energy. I look at where there's disconnects and blocks and we just kind of go into it together to understand it. And once you understand it, the block lifts and then the body heals itself. You know, your life starts moving forward. Uh, so in a sense, the work I do is transformational, but it's sort of from all angles. It is really like your past life, your childhood and all these different things. And it's even future healing as well. So for those who would under, understand this concept, not everyone will, but you know, we have memories of the past. We can also have memories of the future because we have created this life. We set it out in a certain way. So to me, that's deja vu. So we can literally start manipulating energy in its most positive sense and create the life that we want. So we can we never have to go without. We can always have everything we want. And that's so powerful. And that's what I want every woman and every man to believe is that we can literally have the life that we want. I love that, Laura. And there'll be a lot of 
quantum queens listening to this yeah. who understand how that all works so yeah that's fabulous that's so in alignment with it with our audience as well and I, I totally agree with you like we don't have to suffer we don't we can really be that highest version of ourselves and just make that choice and heal the past and like you say heal the future as well so yeah I love that concept I love that approach and I I feel there's like some real gems and I'm sure there will be in this conversation today as well about how and this was certainly the stage I was at when I saw that first video was I was um for want of a better word sort of like hooked into the you know the myths and the spiritual community and then when you just so nicely described the energy I was like oh, get it and it's about me working on myself so um yeah so amazing um so where should we start Laura what do you want to delve into first where should we start? Show it. Well, actually, how about, so you said that you were in a trauma bond. Mm -hmm. So how long, can I ask how long that went on for? Like, how long did you mm -hmm. feel stuck, if I can use that word? Yeah, that's a great question. Bond. I feel like you're coaching me now, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it went on for like three to four months, I would say, okay. in the most, like, most dramatic sense of it. Um, there was a moment where I made a choice and flipped that whole experience around. But yeah, I would say it was a really intense, like three to four months in that experience. So that's actually quite quick. So can I share with you the longest I've ever heard a client yeah. talk about? Yeah. 47 years. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, can you imagine? <laughs> I know, it makes I me... I couldn't go through that. To my eyes. No. Because... I mean, and that's, I mean, I've heard of all of these different uh, time spans, but 47 was the longest. She'd met him in high school and she was still waiting for him now. So she'd missed her boat to be a mum, mm -hmm. to be a wife, really. She'd missed all these opportunities because she believed that that connection was so strong. Mm -hmm. That's the person she's supposed to be with. Um, although he sort of moved on and he got married and he had his own kids, his own family, she waited because she kept thinking that he would eventually leave that person a woman and come to her so she basically lost her entire life waiting for someone and that that client came to me about six years ago and I'm I, from what I'm aware of the work that we did she's not in that trauma bond anymore but feeling the difference between a trauma bond and an actual connection is so important for women mm -hmm. because when we're pulled to someone like a real pull that's a sign of a wound the, an emptiness within ourselves the wound trying to fill itself in mm -hmm. it tries to fill itself in through someone with a very similar wounding or someone someone that's similar to the person that created the, the wound mm -hmm. in the first place that's the that's the best way to, to yeah. say it right because mm -hmm. if you for example the easiest example to think of is someone that say for example has uh um abandonment issues that maybe the dad wasn't emotionally present so this woman's growing up thinking that men aren't emotionally available to connect to her like she needs mm -hmm. and so when she meets a man that is unable to connect to her in that way the wound goes oh this is familiar I know you oh it must be love and then you have it and people think it's connection but it's attachment different yeah. and you'll know over time if it's a connection or an attachment a connection will build you up it will elevate you as you as you move through it but a attachment will bring you down you'll look at yourself in six months time and go I don't recognize me or I don't feel like myself so attachments pull you down and connections bring you up mm. 
So what you're describing, could you feel like it pulling you down or like you're losing yourself, right? Initially, and this is like, this is also the myth that you're getting told, right, in the spiritual community. This is an amazing connection and you just need to like wait and they'll come back to you or you just haven't done enough healing or, but um, yeah, I love that kind of, yeah, it did. Initially, it was, it was like, oh, wow, which I think was my wound being activated. It was like, this is different. Mm. Um, and then it really dragged me down. It brought me away from my business. Um, yeah. But once I healed it, which is exactly this dynamic, is then when I met my soulmate. And so it was literally like, right, you've healed this. Now you've chosen yourself. Here we go. So, yeah, that I love that way of, of looking at like the two energies. And that's that's like a sense check, isn't it? For anyone listening who's feeling that and going through that experience and I at some stage in that and I know a lot of people like I wasn't ready to hear it oh, <laughs> um, yeah. but then like something yeah. so for me I, there was a dramatic moment there was like yeah. there was some and like with respect to this person and I, I don't want to give too much detail because not fair on them they're going through their own journey but you know there was almost a level of like narcissism with it mm-hmm. and there was a moment where I just thought no this is enough this is enough I choose myself and I had to almost go through that pain of like that real intensity of the lows mm-hmm. of the trauma bond to go no I'm choosing myself and and you know it's so what would you say like that's a that's a great kind of segue into like anyone listening who's like I've got this connection right now um and might may be kind of on that fence of like I know there's more I know there's like there's more to life than this and obviously your you know your client he had 47 years that's just gosh that's like that's I feel like that slapped me in the face I'm like oh my gosh um so what would you say to someone who's maybe just a few weeks or months into this and is starting to get these niggles and maybe we can even post the link to that video in comments as well below the the podcast Mm -hmm. So what would I say to them to start moving them forward? Is that what you mean? Like, how do we start? Yeah. I mean, there's different, there's so many different levels to work with. The first, the first level is 3D realistic. Is this man going to be the man that you want to be the, the, the father of your children? Is this man someone that will take care of you if you got sick tomorrow? You know, is this man going to provide and take care of you in the ways that you need and provide a safe space for you to be completely feminine? Probably not, right? So that's the that's like a realistic uh, 3D level. And then we can go a little bit further in, go a little bit deeper and say, well, you know, should I have to fight to be seen and loved? Should I have to fight to get a text pack? Um, should I be chasing someone that's maybe already in a relationship? Should I be chasing someone, you know, if that if that man is is seeking me out but is married to another woman, is that is that a good man? because I see that a lot too mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be with a man that's cheating on his wife because that's not a loyal man whatsoever and I certainly wouldn't want to make him my my husband so then we kind of go a little bit deeper and then we go further into looking at well what do I believe love is do I believe love is something I have to fight for do I believe that love is supposed to be struggle and difficult or do I believe that love should be easy and that two people should be on the same page at the same time and it just works and it should be bringing peace instead of chaos. So you kind of start looking at these different layers and that's where, you know, like what you were referring to with people saying, well, you haven't done enough inner work yet, which I think is such a dangerous thing to say to a woman like, oh, if you're not with, the, if you haven't made that man, you know, um, like you, then it's your fault and there's something in you that's wrong. And I think that's extremely 
cruel and dangerous to say to anyone because you're essentially telling a woman that she needs to be better in order to be loved by a narcissistic person who's there to only manipulate and abuse her. That's really, really dangerous. I don't advise anyone listen to that advice. No. Um, but I do think that we do have to look internally because why are we a vibrational match to someone that treats us like that? Because if you're not, if you if you change the internal, that external is going to change. So if I change me, I'm not a match to that. Like I, for myself, I am nowhere near a vibrational match to a narcissist. Nowhere near. A narcissist wouldn't even come near me because he knows he couldn't even try. Mm-hmm. He knows that there's no space for him in my life. But five years ago, there absolutely was. Mm-hmm. I dated a couple of them, you know. So I had to continue to shift and elevate and learn to like who I was and raise my standards for me and who I didn't sort of go I want to have this type of man this type of man this type of man but I said I want to be this type of woman for a man Mm -hmm. and I worked on that piece and when I did that then I also met my soulmate my person so it does work Mm -hmm. but it's it's I think the first step is accepting that this is not this isn't right and you would have experienced it there's that level of resistance isn't there it's like I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it and then you get more tired and more burnt out and more depressed and then you eventually get to your rock bottom and that's when you have to admit defeat that this is not something you want to be engaged in and then I have a lot of empathy for women that are still stuck in that because they just want to be loved yeah but they're abandoning themselves in order to make someone love them and that's that's not what love is but that's what they've been taught and they don't know any better but that's not what love is and everything is energy right so it's going to be about that vibrational match so I know deeply for me now Mm. that that was showing me okay this is a vibrational match so where do I need to look at that Mm. and I've seen this come up with some of my clients as well recently is um it's almost like it's this it's this dance that we see with empathy and narcissism as well so it's like okay, well, what is this showing me? How am I my vibrational match for this? And a lot of us who are really empathic are like, well, like, I'm not a narcissist. Like, what? Like, how? when we first, like, understand shadow work, we're like, how am I vibrational match for this? And then I realised one day, just dropped in, it wasn't about parts of me that were like a narcissist. It was parts of me that maybe needed, if you think about, like, the narcissistic energy being, like, a 10 out of 10, it was part of me that needed maybe like that one or two out of 10 ego to Mm -hmm. actually so it was like a narcissistic gift that was like if you were a little bit more like this that's how you could balance that energy and when I stepped into and I I had this happen a few times with a few narcissists when I stepped into that energy which I know like I see that in you Laura like you're you're so firm with your boundaries and that like fiercely powerful feminine like the narcissist left my life and I, I I'm hearing the same the same in you there mm, yeah because the boundaries I mean for me from my personality I go one way and then I go the other way and then I find mm-hmm. my space in the middle so I had to learn to be like boundaries boundaries and say no and be really forceful and I'd already been the other side where I had none and then I found my space and now it's just who I am like you say it's an I don't see it I don't see what you see but I I feel it. So I'm assuming we're talking about the same yes. thing. <laughs> I can't see me, but you can. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I carry it within me. Like there's a boundary there. And so people don't tend to cross that boundary. It's very, very rare um, because I carry the boundary internally. So I don't need to speak it. 
but yeah because I carry that there's no there's no narcissistic man that would look at me and go oh she's someone I'm going to try and pursue it's just not even I wouldn't even they wouldn't even see me Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even be on their radar but I mean yeah five years ago I absolutely was but you know that feeling of the trauma bond where it's very euphoric Mm -hmm. and then it crashes my that was my nervous system Gemma so I was like my natural state of being is Mm -hmm. euphoria and then crash euphoria and crash because that's how I was raised in a mm-hmm. state of stress and then tiredness. Yeah. And so the narcissist for me matched that, mm-hmm. the euphoria, like, I love you. I can't wait to see you. I can't, you know, I, you're just amazing. And then suddenly nothing, mm-hmm. the crash. Yeah. So my nervous system these days is extremely peaceful. I'm just at peace. I'm very, very calm. I've worked for many years to get my place, myself to that place. And so now the relationship I'm in is easy, peaceful and steady because it matches my nervous system. So there is, I think, maybe some work to do around the nervous system as well, if you're mm-hmm. still attracting those trauma bonds, because that euphoria thing, people yeah. think that's love, and it's not. It's a lust, mm-hmm. and it's a, that's a big sign of the trauma bond. Yeah, I would definitely echo that with the nervous system. Like you say, it is yeah. that familiarity with the chaos, isn't it? And I think, like, and until we name that, we don't always know that that's what it is. So yeah for anyone listening you know if that resonates um I mean I like I'm sure like we we can come on to this like you know I I do things like breath work and Mm -hmm. somatic releasing from the body has kind of helped me with nervous system do you have any nervous system tools that you've used Laura that you could share with the audience too yeah I do breath work as well I try and do it in the morning and in the evening just sort of 15 minutes in the morning 15 in in the evening um I do like a flow of uh fast deep breathing for about a minute mm-hmm. and then I'll breathe in hold my breath for a minute and then I'll breathe out hold my breath for maybe 10 seconds and then start again and I do that about three times by the time I'm done I feel very calm mm-hmm. I feel, especially if I do it before bed um I'll just fall asleep I feel I feel like someone's touched mm-hmm. me and I'm safe, safe and I'm yeah. happy and I'm fine so that's been a really big thing mm-hmm. um and then also slowing down because I used to live in a very masculine way like I used to live you know rush rush go 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 gotta do all these things and it was making my body sick it's making my mind sicker and my life wasn't going anywhere because I'm not in my natural feminine state Mm -hmm. so I literally made myself slow down like I forced myself like stop I gave myself more time to do things you know instead of okay get up get to the gym be done by seven it was like look you don't have to be to be at the gym until seven because you haven't got a client until 12 where's the hurry you know but it was all me feeling like I'm not valuable unless I'm rushing and getting things done Mm -hmm. so that also made me more feminine made me more relaxed and it calmed my nervous system down slow down anyone listening that resonates please just slow down that resonates so much with my journey as well Laura from I had a 15-year career in financial services I was so in my masculine so it's been really deconditioning from that and actually bringing in bringing in the masculine to support my feminine as well so let's come into that let's go into so we've, we've talked about you know the past and the trauma bonds let's talk about that embodied space you're in now Laura and really being in our feminine what does that mean to you to me being in my feminine is me being in my natural state of being me really like when I stepped into my feminine I felt like I finally knew who I was for the first literally for the first time in my life I got to know who I was and I was surprised 
I was nothing like what I thought. I wasn't as loud, as much quieter. But um, I didn't have as many opinions. I was a better listener, um, much better supporter. So all these things, I was like, oh, I like me. This is nice. I like it. I like who I am. But I had to change my environment and my obviously be in the right relationship for that to all flourish because we need a safe environment around us for the feminine to show herself to you. So women say to me, like, how do I find my feminine? And it's not really like that. It's more, how do I provide an environment for myself that feels carefree and safe and completely solid so that the feminine in me can show herself? And it's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in this place now has changed my whole life. I don't feel, you know, my body's not sick. I'm well. Um, all my, you know, I teach women about menstrual cycles and how that's your monthly check-in, your health and how you're doing. And my womb is very healthy. I had to go for a smear test last week. Every woman's, no woman likes to go for one of those. <laughs> but I'm always so proud when they say everything's fine there's no issues I'm like yeah because I'm in my feminine and the womb if there's issues it's showing us where we've where we've hardened where we've kind of stiffened or we've held on to things for too long the womb's going to tell you that and it's connected to your nervous system the womb so and and your vagus nerve where it runs from your womb to your thyroid Mm. that that vagus nerve when you do your breath work you're calming all of that down Mm. but your womb and your throat chakra is all connected it's got it's the same organ so a lot of women, when they're not in their feminine, their thyroids are all over the place because their womb isn't allowed to flow the way, you know, the femininity isn't flowing through the body. And eventually when you get burnt out, which which most women do, your thyroid's going to tell you something's wrong. Mm. But it's actually the womb that's the problem. Mm. It's the female energy. Because there's no woman that gets burnt out in her feminine. No. You don't get burnt out in your feminine. Mm-hmm. You only get burnt out in your masculine. And with men, it's the other way around. They get burnt out when they're always in their emotional state, flowing in their emotional state, and not actually getting up and taking action to pursue the things that they want in life. Then they burn out. It's yeah. making me hot. So I don't know Is if it? it's energy or like I'm really hot. I don't know what's going on. Having a hot flush. Um, yeah, amazing. I actually, I breathe into my, um, it's um revolution breath work that I do I do my clients I breathe into my womb space and I really have to like consciously like bring that energy like right down and breathe in and breathe that out so yeah amazing like I sort of knew the connection but that's really yeah really helped bring it to life mm. um yeah so yeah I love what you said there about creating that safe space and that our our feminine being in our feminine like we can just be and when we create that space she just comes out and that resonates for me so much because when I first um was going through my divorce and I left my marriage mm-hmm. I um I was very lucky that I just manifested all these because it was lockdown and nobody could um nobody could um rent out their holiday homes I manifested all these holiday homes to live in <laughs> like for a year yeah. and um, and it was incredible because I I left like this really um quite toxic environment and went and lived on my own for the first time ever mm-hmm. and um I was living in these beautiful holiday homes and just yeah she just came out she just had that space and I didn't have to do anything like you say, I mean, I was I was working on myself. I was doing a lot of shadow work. 
but she just came out and I just got into alignment and I've got like a real fondness with that time of like because it was lockdown as well which you know I'm I'm very introverted very sensitive it was like this is your time and I look back so fondly on that time and you know the holiday homes and one of the places I lived was a goat farm and there was little goats running around outside (laughs) so yeah I love that and I think for a lot of people listening a lot of women who have had that you know that background of being in their toxic masculine the pushy the hustle the do 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 like you were saying with you know quickly need to quickly get to the gym I used to in my corporate job I used to go to the gym before work and then work was so mental and crazy that I instead of like I did speak up about it later on but this was like this is probably about 15 years ago now I used to just be like maybe if I walk to work a little bit faster and get to my desk a little bit sooner then it'll all get done so I was very much in that you know in that state and I think um yeah for a lot of women hearing that like what do you mean like I don't understand what actions do I need to take um so yeah there's something with just allowing that space isn't there so what would you say in terms of because I'm I'm feeling there's a sense there with that space um that's like that is a masculine structure itself isn't it almost like a container for the wild woman um so what tips would you give to our listeners about kind of creating that safety, creating that container for them to be in their feminine? Uh, well, I can only really say from how I did things, because I know that there were certain things that stopped me from uh, feeling safe. So, for example, if I'm worried about can I pay rent, I can't relax. OK, if I'm worried about like, did I do that? Did I do that? Have I called that person? Have I done it? Have I, I, if I leave things to the last minute? Mm-hmm can't relax if I'm in a relationship with a man that's feminine mm-hmm. I definitely can't relax um so this so what I started to do over the last couple of years was first of all I shifted my business to online courses so I could create I could help more people and be able to find more time for myself because I used to, I used to do like five one-on-ones mm-hmm. five times or five a day five times a week yeah I mean you can imagine I was very it's all energy work I'm looking at everyone's darkest parts so it's a lot so I shifted I did a lot of stuff for online courses so I could let people heal in their own time through my courses Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to be there as much so that helped to relax me a little bit and then all the bills were getting paid through that creating multi-stream incomes Mm -hmm. I get paid from all different places right so multi-stream income never have to worry about when Mm -hmm. the bills are paid or not and then I moved to making sure my house was always tidy smallest thing that you think made no difference if your house is a mess and you have to wash up before you can make a meal or you know if there's never any fresh towels on the towel rough when you get out of the bath things like this this creates stress so you need order in the house making sure everything has a home making sure everything's clean and ready to go that made a difference and making sure I did things when they came in you know if someone emailed me and said Roy could you get back to me on this Mm -hmm. I'm going to reply within the first day or two I'm going to get it done otherwise the list piles up in my mind of all the things I have to do and I'm stressed so just doing these little things that you think really don't make a difference Mm -hmm. they make a massive difference huge difference I also made time in the morning for myself I'd wake up I'd always wake up early but I'd wake up with enough time to slowly make a cup of tea to just chill for a bit relax and then get to the gym rather than like okay if I get up at like 
quarter to six I can literally throw my clothes on grab a banana and get out you know get in the car Mm -hmm. that's too chaotic it's just wake up earlier have more time have more space any anything to slow down and not to add to my list of things to do so it was just kind of getting everything organized Mm -hmm. and that is a masculine structure you know it's a it's a feeling of being safe I don't have to worry about anything I tell you what though what springs to mind this is what happened to me when I started doing this and it might happen to women so I want to say here mm-hmm. when I got that structure I was sat down in my living room one one day one evening and I thought to myself there's nothing to do I don't know what to do so my bills they're all paid in advance so there's nothing to pay um all phone calls have been returned or emails have been responded to, or clients have been taken care of. Um, I, I didn't know what to do because my whole life, that was when I realized my whole life has just been filled with things mm-hmm. um, to distract me from who I really am. And the second that the universe offered me a chance to finally now get to know who I was, it's very confusing. I just didn't know what to do. And it scared me, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, Gemma. It scared me because I didn't know anyone else. I didn't know any other version of me other than doing. And my value wasn't doing. So now if I've got nothing to do, I am not valuable. So I had to also shift over time the value in me not being equated to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But just by, just by my, because now I believe, right, that just my mere presence in someone's life it's enough because I am enough yeah. and it's taken a, a while to get to that place. I know that when, you know, in my relationship, I just, he likes to just have my energy in the house. I don't have to do anything. He just likes to know that I'm around. That's it. So same with my friends or oh, she's here. So it's okay. You know, and my clients, as soon as they, you know, if we're working on one-on-one, it's, it's really common that as soon as my face pops up on their screen, they start crying mm-hmm. because suddenly they think, Oh, she's here yeah I'm okay you know and I'm really honored to hold that place mm-hmm. for those for those women because that's what that's my life purpose is to serve so you know it, there is a big shift in in things like that going from doing to being it's um yeah it takes a minute and for your nervous system to go okay so everything back to that chaos doesn't it like we're so used to the chaos and when we have nothing to do and the house is tidy we're like Oh, what do I do? What do I do now? Exactly. Yeah. We're so used to it and we build a life through it. And then when we, when there's nothing to do, I mean, we always want there to be nothing to do. I wish I could just have a day off, people say. But as soon as there's nothing to do, you don't know who you are because you've built your input. Your whole persona has been built on what you're doing mm. and how you survive. And now you're surviving. In fact, you're thriving. And there is nothing to do. We have to then build... Uh, or at least allow the feminine in us to build a life based on that now. And the person that you were that used to do all those things, she in a way has to die off. Mm-hmm. We have to let her die. So there's a mourning period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how like those simple steps and those simple like little little sprinkles of like masculine action yeah. that enables our feminine to be. And the other thing I want to pick up on Laura was I think there's a real importance and I mean I am like I am a bit OCD about this because I am a coach myself and I can't I can't stand 
people calling themselves coaches when they're not coaching so there's just a side point to this anyway but like there's something in that feminine just being like you say like just being for someone and holding space for someone that is like a hundred times more powerful than any advice giving or men you know mentoring is important obviously but there's just something so potent about just being and holding space for our clients and like I I do get on my soapbox about coaching because I just it's such a transformational process when you can step back and allow that client to be empowered and move forward and that's what I'm hearing and you, you saying there so there's almost like a one of a better word like we we're all of service to the planet better when we're in our feminine because it creates those transformative shifts in the world so like I'm, I'm feeling there's another layer to this podcast which is like being your feminine in your work because it is just like that's why we're all here this is why it's needed to shift the paradigm so yeah love I'd never thought of that it's just dropped in <laughs> that that's beautiful that makes that's, that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. yeah because for me doing the work I do like there was times where I thought did I give enough to that person did I say enough did I say the right things did I do the right thing this was you know going back sort of yeah years ago whereas these days I know that I can just show up and listen and be there and it's enough that's what they need that's, yeah. that's what they wanted and yeah it's the feminine it's the essence of the feminine the presence of the feminine because you know I, I teach that you know when you're in a relationship you know if we have to receive because we amplify what a man gives us mm-hmm. and we give it back to him twofold and we do that with everything so we amplify everything so the the womb is like a cauldron mm-hmm. so we literally take everything that's around us and we transform it when we're in our highest feminine mm-hmm. um and that's what we do with our clients we we take what they're giving us we amplify it we hand them back something that they can actually work with and they can feel loved by so I think yeah that that makes sense being more feminine I like that yeah and I remember that it's almost like another podcast there specifically isn't there about <laughs> yeah. being feminine in our work and the, the sh- transformative yeah. shifts and it's it's so much more empowering well for everybody isn't it it's so much more empowering for like the masculine energies in our lives as well and those around us as well as our clients for us to step back and hold that space it's like there's nothing worse than a like chronic fixer is there so like actually it's just like a really beautiful energy of power it's like a really gentle power isn't it it is it's a very safe environment where you can feel you know very connected I know that a lot of the women that find me they were missing something in their childhood they either didn't get the connection they needed or the love they needed and so just to sit in a space with a feminine woman in that energy, mm-hmm. I think that they get what they needed this whole time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So you said about in your, um, I love you said happy womb, happy woman. And I love that. 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anything else, anything else you'd like to um, add, Laura? Anything else you'd like to share? Anything that's popping into your mind? um what a lot of the stuff that I'm teaching at the moment is about getting yourself to a state of being valuable as a woman valuable for yourself valuable for the world um and it and that does go with being in your feminine and I think that it's important I know it's important for me and I'm sure it's important for you because you're a coach 
So to be of service to people, to be giving and loving to people. So I know that there's a lot of women that are missing things in their life. And I understand how that feels. Um, my ear is ringing as I'm saying that. <laughs> so okay, there's a lot of women miss feeling like there's an emptiness, mm-hmm. feeling like they're in the void and maybe feeling alone. And I, I know very much what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And I think when we learn to look after each other and love each other and give to each other, it then starts filling in some of those blank spaces because it's really easy to feel lost in the world and be seeking something you know you know you know something's missing i'm going to seek it once you know what it's missing if you find a way to give it to people you will receive it back you know if i i made a decision years ago like okay i want to feel more love in my life and so i decided to just put even more love into my clients even more love into my friends and my relationships and in return i was loved by the people that were able to love me at the capacity i wanted to be loved at some people will fall away mm-hmm because they can't reach that level and that's okay you know if I ever needed something I just found a way to give it and put it into the atmosphere of the universe because everything comes back to us we're magnets and we have that power I would say to women because this was my story many years ago I found power and I put power in quotes I found power through powerlessness Mm -hmm. So where I was the victim in my life, I felt powerful because that was my natural state of being. I'd been taught to be a victim by my upbringing. That's just what I saw, so I just mimicked it. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of women I see, they are powerless, but they're finding a way to make it feel powerful. And that's really more about a control thing. It's like, well, you know, women that come to me and go, well, you know, I don't need a man, I don't want a man. Um, you know, I've been cheated on and I've had four divorces and I've this and this and this, and it's a very much a victim story. And so they've shut a part of themselves off to divine love. I believe everyone should be in a relationship. It's very important. In fact, it's pivotal that you everyone finds, every woman finds a man that is right for them, that's good for them, because otherwise there's only so far they can go. And it's the same with the men. So, you know, stuff like that, finding that powerlessness, um, we have to look at that that's one of the biggest blocks that i see when it comes to finding your abundance and stepping into your feminine if you're a victim of your life you'll continue to be a victim of your life and no matter what blessings the universe brings you you'll make yourself a victim some way or somehow so i i can say that confidently because that used to be my story my mom was very much the victim that's her like that's her story so i copied it until one day i realized it was probably going to kill me in the end because my life was never going to go where I wanted to go and I realized how powerful I felt when I found a reason to be a victim so when I shifted that and said I'm not I can't live like that it was difficult I'd be like okay look positive thing I really had to pull it to the other side but when I did that I realized that there are no issues and again it was that same place of like well there's no issues so now what my body is healthy I am well mm-hmm. I have everything I need. I'm financially well. I'm in love. What what else is there? Like I have everything I need now. So again, we get to that place and we go, I don't recognize myself without a problem or without an illness. But this is really just how our resistance shows up. If you're not following your life purpose, the body gets sick. Mm-hmm. It really does. So finding a way to shift out of that victim mentality. We don't have to be um, constantly in an issue, in a problem. Even when we start healing, we look for issues to heal, don't we? 
<laughs> what's the next thing to heal what yeah. you know and yeah that might be a phase for a while because karmically we have a lot to clear but there, there should get to a point where we just go now everything is transformed with love and from love and that's all i need so it's working your way up those levels so i don't know who needed to hear that but i'm hoping someone somewhere will go mm, yeah i see that i can i see where i can be powerless or victim you know have that victim mentality that will block you every time from your abundance and from loving people and from being loved yeah there's so much energy in being a victim isn't there and it's just yeah. so, like Definitely. you can turn that energy around and I know for myself and in my own I kind of had this reflection that I was putting like I was in the past I was going into my own drama triangle Mm. So I was going, oh, I'm being persecuted. Oh, let me rescue myself. Oh, I've rescued myself again because no one else does. No, 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 around the circle. Mm. And actually, if I, which comes back to the masculine feminine energy with, if I had a bat, if I had a better boundary in place, then I wouldn't feel persecuted. Therefore, I wouldn't go into victim. Therefore, I wouldn't need to rescue myself. And um, yeah, there's just so much. And it was so much energy I was wasting going round and round mm. my own triangle because similar to you, I'd learned that growing up, um, I'd rebelled it, I'd rebelled against it. Um, but instead of doing that in a really healthy way, I'd instead decided that I was going to rescue myself. So, mm. <laughs> which actually like, and then I'd go back around the circle again, or not circles, triangle, get my shapes right. Um, but yeah, there's so much energy in, like you say, women getting their power from victim. Mm. And it's like, just like, streamlining that energy and that power into empowerment and boundaries and helping the masculine come in and support that fiercely feminine powerful place yes yeah we definitely need relationships I think if if because that I know that I I can say that when I met my soulmate I finally met myself fully mm -hmm. because he provided such a safe place the only thing that was ever going to happen was that all of my feminine was going to come out and in turn all of his masculine so we need each other this whole strong independent woman thing that's being sold to us can we touch uh, on that a bit laura because i'm i was oh. i was curious about that because i've seen some of the comments on your social media like there's some been some fierce opposition to like women being in in their their feminine like are you happy to touch on a bit of that I can yeah. see some sort of some debate happening in your comment section so I was quite curious yeah debate's a kind word um <laughs> gosh there's some really cruel cruel hurt women out there um yeah so when I talk about stuff like that my audience tends to get divided between women such as yourself that understand what I'm saying and, and kind of go, yeah, I get where you're coming from. And then other women that will attack it. The women that attack it, you can see how hurt they've been. They have every right to feel that way in the sense that they have been hurt. They've been abused many times. They've been used many times and maybe they've been cheated on or just, you know, been connected to some, some really poor men. We've all been, connected to those men we've already talked about our trauma bonds so we've been through it too the difference is that we healed it and we made room for a real divine connection they haven't got to that space yet so the thing is what i've noticed is that when i show when i speak about this it's normally the feminists the modern feminists that reject it because they want to be they're in, they think masculine is feminine and therefore real femininity 
is toxic. If that did I word that right? So yeah. right. So so it's a bit of a threat to them. When I show up, I've noticed when I show up in my state of femininity, it tends to be a bit of a threat because the divine feminine in them has been so suppressed that my femininity is a bit of a threat. It kind of, because what I'm doing is that by showing up in my femininity, I'm kind of magnetized to your femininity. But in order to get to your femininity, I have to go through all the hallways of your pain. And so when I show up in mine, I'm not show, I'm not allowing you to show up in yours, but I am knocking on the door of the first level of pain that you have to deal with. So I try not to take it personally when these comments come through. I must give credit to my man because he's the one that keeps me supported and going and saying, continuing to say it because I couldn't do it on my own. I knew that, but I'm knocking on these doors and women will either go, okay, wow, that, that does make sense. Maybe I'll look at that. A lot of women go, no, how dare you? F you, F this, F that, you know, very <laughs> masculine approach to life, fighting, defending, mm-hmm. um, and I'll block Laura or I'll unfollow Laura, or even I'm going to stop being Laura's friend because I've lost friends over this too, um, so that I don't have to go through that first door. Mm-hmm. So I do try not to take it personally, but I am a very sensitive woman. So, you know, I considering that I'm trying to, bring women into a state of power it's always a little bit off-putting when women don't receive it well but it is those levels of pain that they're not ready to deal with yet Mm -hmm. and they they kind of avoid anyone that's showing them that phone who's knocking on that door yeah Yeah. thank you for sharing that Laura and thank you for being you and continuing to do this work because it's so important and this is an exact example of that energetic alignment that we were talking about because if somebody would just saw it and was neutral and was like, not for me, that's yeah. different to fiercely coming on with on the attack, which is so just suggestive that there's a wound there, that there's, you know, a vibrational match in some way. And like you say, you're then like you're mirroring back that feminine part of them, but there's so much like trauma and layers around it. So yeah, also I guess like let's just, you know, for anyone listening, if anyone's triggered by this, you know, we reach out to us there's obviously some work some work to be done um so yeah I applaud you Laura on your bravery for continuing to show up for the feminine and leading the way for us all because as we've just channeled through this process Mm. of talking that it is needed in the world and that is what the new paradigm is all about because the planet has shifted into a more feminine place and that is why we are here so this is making me really tingly so (laughs) thank you so much Laura for leading the way with this work it's really inspiring thank you for having me on it's been I love having conversations with women such as yourself because you know the opposition that we're talking about when I meet women that kind of go yeah I get it I've done my healing work and so this is where I'm at I just want to dive into those conversations Mm -hmm. because I'm so grateful for them because you know this these conversations aren't everywhere in the world and there are lots of women that don't get it just yet and hopefully they will but when I do meet someone like you that can actually hold space for these conversations it's always welcomed you know like I'm always very grateful because I want to be able to have these chats and get this get my ideas off my chest and listen to what you have to say and see what that creates so I'm always really grateful so thank you for having me on so welcome so we've come to the end of the podcast but there's just one more thing I want to ask Laura which I ask all of my guests which is which can be hard to nail this down to one thing (laughs) if you were to give one tip to our listeners to being your most authentic self what would you say 
I would say that you have to first accept your own authentic self. You have to, if you want to show up in the world as you, not only do you have to accept you, but you have to be proud of you. I know there was things like growing up that I just thought, I'm really different. I would imagine you had the same, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a bit different. I don't want to go to the clubs. I don't want to go and... Mm -hmm sleep with random men and I don't want to go and party and take drugs and I just didn't want to do any of those things I just Same. wanted to be in my room reading my book <laughs> and um and so I was always a bit embarrassed that I didn't fit into the normal you know uh, society standards and it wasn't until I got older that I realized what great qualities I had as a woman that I wasn't doing those things so not only did I accept that I'm just not like that I'm now proud that I don't do those things because the women doing those things they're all in trouble in a way you know they're all quite you know going through their own shadow stuff and it's not who I am so be proud like shift it to being proud and show up being proud and people that want to hear you will meet you where you're at if they can't meet you there they'll drop off and that's okay you want to create space anyway for people that really let you be your true authentic self I love that answer thank you Lauren I cannot echo that enough like that's so true when you just embrace who you are, those that are not in alignment fall away. And then all these incredible new soul tribe people come in and you're like, I'm like you. And oh yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it totally works. And for those like listening who are like, oh, I'm in that space right now where like everything's falling away. Just trust that process because yeah, it sounds like we've both been through that. So just, yeah, embrace who you are and your quirkiness and, you know, just, yeah I love that so thank you Laura thank you so much for being on the podcast we'll leave that there for today how can we reach out to you and is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners now we are at the end of the podcast uh so you can well on my socials everything is under Laura Bird Academy my website is thelaurabirdacademy.com so if anyone wants to join like my womb workshops my womb courses my divine feminine I do online divine feminine courses I do healing the witch wound that's a big one for women that's part of my course they can find everything there if they want to talk to me one-on-one they can find me there um so I would just say head over to the website all my socials are linked anyway um and just as a reminder to women before we finish that they are loved I really need women to understand this that they are loved and that it's going to be okay because I know life can get really tough and you can feel so alone. I know what that feels like. I've been alone most of my life. Mm-hmm. Karma is coming back now and everything's good. Eventually everything comes back to us, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are alone in the world or if you feel different or if you feel invisible or unseen, it might just be something in yourself that if you look at it and process it and heal it, suddenly everyone's gonna see you, you're gonna see you, you're going to feel loved, you're going to feel worthy, you're going to feel valuable, but it all starts with you taking ownership of your life and looking at it. Everyone needs a healer. Mm -hmm. Amazing. What an amazing way to end. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, Gemma. It's been amazing having you here. Thank you.